Welcome to The Word for Today, featuring the Bible teaching of Pastor Chuck Smith, founder of the Calvary Chapel Movement. This radio program is a verse-by-verse study through the entire Bible. And on today's edition of The Word for Today, Pastor Chuck continues with an acrostic psalm as we pick up in Psalm chapter 119, verse 1. And now with today's message, here's Pastor Chuck. All of the lines in the first eight verses begin with the Hebrew letter Aleph or A. In the next eight verses, all of the lines begin with the Hebrew letter Beth, B. All of the verses in the next psalm begin with Gimel, and so on through the whole Hebrew alphabet is here in this psalm, eight verses devoted to each letter, each verse of the eight beginning with that letter. Now, the Hebrew children, in learning their alphabet, were required to memorize this 119th psalm. It would probably be a little easier for them to memorize it because of the fact of it being an acrostic. Because of the A's and the B's and the C's. uh, And it would be extremely difficult for us to memorize it. Because we would not have the same ability to relate it to the A and the B and the C as they did. But... It is, of course, the longest, what they call chapter in the Bible. It really, Psalms really aren't chapters. They are each one's psalms. Uh, So, with that as a background, let's jump in to Psalm 119. Blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. Now, in these psalms, it is a psalm that is dedicated to God's Word. And in each verse, with the exception of two, the verse declares something about the Word of God. And so all the way through, you'll find thy law, thy statutes, thy judgments, thy words, thy truth, thy ways, all of them making reference unto God's Word, with the exception of just two of these verses. So, in understanding this psalm, of course, you need to understand, or you need to underline where the Word of God is referred to in each of the passages. And, of course, in the first verse, who walk in the law of the Lord. Undefiled who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are they which keep his testimonies and that seek him with the whole heart. They also do no iniquity. They walk in his ways. Thou hast commanded us to keep thy precepts diligently. Oh, that my ways were directed to keep thy statutes. 
Then shall I not be ashamed when I have respect unto all thy commandments. I will praise thee with uprightness of heart when I shall have learned thy righteous judgments. I will keep thy statutes, forsake me not utterly. So the law, the testimonies, the ways, the precepts, the statutes, the commandments, the judgments and statutes are mentioned in the first eight verses. Wherewithal shall a man, young man cleanse his way? Good question. How can a young man keep clean? How can he cleanse his way? By taking heed thereto according to thy word. Jesus said, Now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. We will find another psalm down in the 119th that said, Thy word, O Lord, have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. The word of God is a power in your life, God's power in your life against sin. God has purposed that you hide his word away in your heart. It is the power to keep you clean. It is the power against temptation. If someone comes and is complaining because they're constantly stumbling and falling, it's because they're not really into the word sufficiently. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By giving heed, taking heed according to thy word. When Satan tempted Jesus in the wilderness and on the high mountain and at the temple pinnacle, in each case, Jesus answered the temptation of Satan with, It is written. He used the word of God to answer every temptation that the enemy threw in his path. We need to have the word of God in our hearts that we might be able to withstand every temptation that Satan throws in our path. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? by taking heed according to thy word. With my whole heart have I sought thee. Oh, let me not wander from thy commandments. The Lord said, In the day that you seek me with your whole heart, in that day I will be found of you. There are many people who have a half-hearted seeking after God. In the day that you seek me with your whole heart, God said. And so the psalmist, with my whole heart I've sought thee. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. So going back with verse 9, wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? Thy word have I hid in my heart. Blessed art thou, O Lord, teach me thy statutes. Now we've been dealing a lot with the blessed man and now blessed art thou, O Lord. With my lips I have declared all of the judgments of thy mouth. 
I have rejoiced in the way of thy testimonies as much as in all riches. There's an interesting verse. How valuable do you consider the word of God in your life? Here he said, hey, I count it, you know, as much as, all, I rejoice in it as much as I do in riches. I will meditate in thy precepts and have respect unto thy ways. I will delight myself in thy statutes. I will not forget thy word. Now we enter into the third section, the Gimels. Deal bountifully with thy servant that I may live and keep thy word. Open thou mine eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. Oh God, open my eyes, open my heart to your work. Open my eyes that I might see and understand your truth. This is, I think, a prayer that we need to always pray before we begin reading the scriptures. Because the natural man cannot understand the things of the Spirit, neither can he know them. They are spiritually discerned. So if I am going to have any understanding at all, it is important that God open my eyes, that I might be able to see the truth, that I might be able to understand that I might come to that spiritual dimension where I can really understand. A lot of people read the Bible and say, well, I don't, you know, I read it, but I don't get anything out of it, or I tried to read it, man, it just didn't make sense to me. Well, yes, that is quite true, and it is quite logically true, because the natural mind of man cannot understand. You have to have that work of the Spirit in opening your eyes. And so the prayer, Open thou mine eyes, that I may behold the wondrous things out of thy law. I am a stranger in the earth. Hide not thy commandments from me. My soul breaks forth for the longing that it hath unto thy judgments at all times. For thou hast rebuked the proud that are cursed, which do err from thy commandments. Remove from me reproach and contempt, for I have kept thy testimonies. Princes also did sit and speak against me, but thy servant did meditate in thy statutes. Thy testimonies also are my delight and my counselors. Uh, how many times I look to the word of God for counseling. I look to the word of God for guidance. I want God to guide my life. I turn to the word, and the word becomes my counselor. Moving into the next section, the dileth. My soul cleaveth unto the dust. Quicken thou me according to thy word. I have declared my ways, and you heard me. Teach me thy statutes. Make me to understand the way of your precepts. So shall I talk of thy wondrous works. My soul melteth for heaviness. Strengthen me with thy word. Oh, what strength the word of God is to our lives when, when we're just about ready to, you know, give in and roll over and play dead, you know, and the word comes and just is such strength to us. Remove me from the way of lying. Grant me thy law graciously. I have chosen the way of truth. Thy judgments have I laid before me. I have stuck unto thy testimonies, O Lord. Put me not to shame. 
I will run the way of the commandments when thou shalt enlarge my heart. Now, the interesting thing about this is that each of these is talking about the Word of God. Each of them, remember, is beginning with a particular letter of the alphabet, and really he is not repeating himself. Now, it would be an interesting venture on your part to try to write eight verses about the Word of God, all beginning with A and not repeating yourself and then write eight more beginning with the letter B about different aspects of the Word of God and not repeat yourself. And going through the alphabet, you'll find that this is indeed quite a remarkable feat of this psalm. As all of these things are written about the Word of God, really no repetition, saying different things about God's Word and uh, going through the whole alphabet. In the next section, he speaks of the statutes. Teach me, Lord, the way of your statutes. I will keep it to the end. Give me understanding. I will keep thy law. I shall observe it with a whole heart. Make me to go on the path of thy commandments, for therein I delight. Incline my heart to your testimonies and not to covetousness. Turn away my eyes from beholding vanity and quicken me according to thy way. Establish thy word unto thy servant who is devoted to thy reverence. Turn away my reproach, which I fear, for thy judgments are good. Behold, I have longed after thy precepts. Quicken me in thy righteousness. And then in the next section, Thy mercies come also unto me, O Lord, even thy salvation according to thy word. And so the mercy of God and God's salvation, the knowledge of these things come to us through the word of God. How can they hear? How can they believe in whom they have not heard? So the necessity of the word for me to know the mercy of God and the salvation that God has provided. So shall I have wherewith to answer him that reproaches me, for I trust in thy word. And so within the word, the answer to those that bring reproach. And take not the word of truth utterly out of my mouth, for I have hoped in thy judgments. So shall I keep thy law continually forever and ever, and I will walk at liberty, for I seek thy precepts. I will speak of thy testimonies also before the kings and not be ashamed. And I will delight myself in thy commandments, which I have loved. My hands also will I lift up unto thy commandments, which I have loved, and I will meditate in thy statutes, thy commandments, thy statutes, thy testimonies, thy precepts, thy word, thy judgments, all of these in the particular letter of the Hebrew alphabet here. Now, the next section, the word, remember the word unto your servant. This is my comfort in my affliction, for thy word hath quickened me. So God's word, the comfort to me when I am afflicted. The proud had me greatly in derision, yet have I not declined from thy law. 
I remember thy judgments of old, O Lord, and have comforted myself. Horror hath taken hold upon me because of the wicked that forsake thy law. Thy statutes have been my songs in the house of my pilgrimage. I have remembered thy name, O Lord, in the night and have kept thy law. This I had because I kept thy precepts. I kept your law. I kept your precepts. In the next section, thy words, thy word, thy testimonies, thy commandments, thy law, thy righteous judgments, thy precepts, and thy statutes. All of these are spoken of. In the next section, again, thy word, thy commandments. And in verse 67, before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now have I kept thy word. The Bible says, is any man afflicted? Let him pray. Is there any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of the Lord will save the sick and the Lord shall raise him up and if he has committed any sins, they shall be forgiven him. But notice a distinction is made between the afflictions and sicknesses. It would seem that afflictions are something that are placed upon us by God and they come as a chastisement, a punishment, well, not a, a, a correctional exigency of God in my life. The afflictions. Now, if I'm afflicted, I'm not told to call for the elders of the church. I'm to work that out between myself and God. It's something that God has allowed in order that he might teach me. God allows afflictions. And when they come, then I am to pray and work that out with God. If I'm sick, that's something different. Then I'm to call for the elders of the church. And they can pray over me in the name of the Lord, anointing with me with oil, and the prayer of faith will save the sick. The Lord will raise them up but there's a distinction made between the afflictions and sickness in the New Testament. Before I was afflicted, I went astray. So the purpose of the affliction was to get him back on the path. He had gone astray. But now have I kept thy word. Thou art good. You do good. Teach me your statutes. The proud have forged a lie against me, but I will keep your precepts with my whole heart. Their heart is as fat as grease, but I delight in thy law. Now, it is good for me that I have been afflicted that I might learn thy statutes. Now, going back before I was afflicted, I went astray. It's good for me that I was afflicted that I might learn thy statutes, for the law of thy mouth is better unto me than thousands of gold or silver. The word of God is more valuable to me than all the wealth of the world. What should it profit a man if he would gain the whole world and lose his own soul? The value of God's word in our life, it's worth more to me than all of the gold or silver. Thy hands have made me and fashioned me. Give me understanding that I may learn thy commandments. They that fear thee will be glad when they see me because I have hoped 
in thy word. I know, O Lord, that thy judgments are right and that you in faithfulness have afflicted me. I know, Lord, that your judgments are right and that the afflictions that I had were just the faithfulness of God. God is so faithful and good to me. I have people that come in and they're into all kinds of trouble because they were messing around. Everybody's doing it. Yeah, but you can't. Because you see, Inasmuch as you're a child of God, he's not going to let you get away with it. They may all be able to cheat and get by with it, but you can't. You're going to get caught. God's not going to let you get by with it because you're his child. God loves you too much to let you get by with those things. And so, God, you are faithful. <laughs> When you afflicted me, Lord, for your judgments are right. What you've done, God, is right. In faithfulness, you've afflicted me. We'll return with more of our verse-by-verse -verse Bible study in the book of Psalms on our next broadcast. As Pastor Chuck continues to teach through the Bible, and we do hope you'll make plans to join us. But right now, if you'd like to order a copy of today's message, simply order Psalm 119 when visiting the wordfortoday.org. While you're there, be sure to browse the many additional biblical resources by Pastor Chuck. You can also subscribe to the Word for Today podcast or sign up for our email subscription. Once again, that's the wordfortoday.org. For those of you wishing to call, our toll-free number is 1-800-272-WORD. And our office hours are Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Pacific Time. Again, that's 1-800-272-9673. If you prefer to write, our mailing address is The Word for Today, P.O. Box 8000, Costa Mesa, California, 92628. And now, on behalf of The Word for Today, we'd like to thank all of you who share in supporting this ministry with your prayers and financial support. And be sure to join us again next time as Pastor Chuck continues his verse-by-verse -verse study through the Bible. That's right here on the next edition of The Word for Today. And now, once again, here's Pastor Chuck. May the Lord be with you and bless you this week. May He watch over your lives and keep you in His love. May you abound in the love of Jesus Christ. May there just be that rich flowing forth in and from your life as God works in you, His perfect work of love and grace. May God grant that you have just a special week of enjoying the goodness and the fullness of God and His love. In Jesus' name. This program has been sponsored by Calvary Chapel of Costa Mesa, California.
I feel we are so close to the end. I have never seen so many signs that point to the end. Our country is in the worst mess it's ever been in. I said to Chuck, what can we do? Our life is given to the ministry, to the salvation of souls and the walk of Christians, and yet we can't seem to make a dent. Chuck, do you think it's because the Lord is coming soon and maybe there's going to be one last revival? Hey, ladies, I would like to highly encourage you to pick up a copy of Kay Smith's new book, Colossians, the most recent addition to her Bible study series. Like the believers in Paul's day, today we live in the midst of cultural craziness and we too are vulnerable to the quick fix solutions of world philosophers and religious legalists. Let Kay guide you through the book of Colossians to understand how the Lord wants you to live in these last days, to love your family, and to revive our nation. To order a copy for yourselves or a friend, please call the word for today at 1-800-272-9673 or to see a sneak preview, visit us online at thewordfortoday.org.